Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Two Guys and a Penguin. I am your co-host, Logan Little. And I'm your other co-host, Joe Nowitzki here. And today we've got a very special guest, uh, one of our friends and fellow podcaster, Mr. Jacob Valliere. Jacob, go ahead and introduce yourself. What's going on, everybody? This is Jacob Valliere, avid listener of Two Guys and a Penguin and host of the Jadava Show. Make sure you give that a listen, yes, everyone please. here. Once again, that is the Jadava Show. That is J-A- D A V A. Yeah, very and simple. Anywhere Found you find over. podcasts. Yep. Um, Logan, why don't you go ahead and uh, break down here what we're going to be doing today on the special episode? All right. So this special crossover crossover episode, we decided that uh, as in honor <clears throat> of the conclusion of the 2020 NFL season, with the Bucks resulting uh, or the Super Bowl resulting in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers victory, that we would do a redraft of the 2020 NFL draft. So how this is going to work, just a kind of a brief overview, and we'll go ahead and get into it because it's probably going to take a little bit. Uh, so each one of us is going to act as a GM, uh, act as the GM for a third of the teams in the NFL. So, for example, I'll be the first pick, so I'm going to be acting as the Cincinnati Bengals GM. And then we'll swing over to Jacob, who will then be acting as the Washington football team's GM. And then Joe will pick third as the Detroit Lions GM. And so we're going to go through and just redraft the the, the entire first round, any player that was eligible to be drafted in 2020 is right. back up for grabs. And obviously we're going to be trying to kind of stay close to team needs. Um, and we're also going to be drafting as if the team was, uh, as the team was constructed at the beginning of the 2020 season. So for example, uh, we're acting as if Matthew Stafford was still on the Lions, not as after he's been traded to the Rams. Right. Right. Yeah. And of course, um, I'm not going to get too crazy. We're not going to do any. Uh, I'm assuming nobody is trading any draft picks in their. Uh, in their uh, we, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't get that technical. No, we're just going straight up as the picks uh, were made based on the 2020 draft. Um, so and I think I don't know if there are, there might have been one or two trades in the first. round. I don't know if there are any, actually. Um, but we're just going to go how the teams, um, the teams that had picks in the first round, how they. Um, so at, if there were any trades, then there those if there were new any teams. Trades, then we included them. those are included. So right. um, let's just get right into it. Um, Logan, you have the number one overall pick, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, their original pick was Joe Burrow, and who would you pick as the? GM of the Cincinnati Bengals. As the GM of the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm on the clock, and dun, 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 I'm going with Justin Herbert <laughs> oh, from Oregon. He's my number one overall pick. He was rookie of the year. Broke like tons of records for best rookie season of a quarterback of all time. Joe Burrow was great too, but with the knee injury, and Justin Herbert's just – Dominant performance out of his rookie year. I'm going with Herbert. Uh, he's got better size. He's got better arm strength. So I think long term, uh, he's just going to be the better option. Although Joe Burrow's no slouch. So Justin Herbert's my pick. Yeah. The only problem, and Justin Herbert obviously this year proved he was a better quarterback simply because he was on the better team. 
Um, I'm curious to see what would have happened. Obviously, you know, we'll never know. But if roles were reversed, Joe Burrow had the Chargers offense. And if Justin Herbert was stuck with, you know, the Bengals, how things would have played out. So I don't know. I mean, my uh, my opinion would be keep Joe Burrow at number one. But obviously, Justin Herbert actually proved himself this year since, you know, Joe Burrow couldn't do much, you know, with the injury and whatnot. So, I mean, I like that pick. I think Justin Herbert is definitely the best quarterback we've seen in this draft. Um, obviously, rookie of the year. So I like that pick. I do, too. All right. All right. <clears throat> moving on to Mr. Jacob. As the Washington football team, you're on the clock. Um. Cool. And also, just a disclaimer, at the time of the draft, they were known as the Washington Redskins. Um, so we'll keep with that theme. Yeah, we'll keep, <laughs> we'll keep with that theme. Um, so uh, after watching this past season, um, anybody who's watching this show probably doesn't know that I'm a Washington fan. Um, still say I'm a Redskins fan, but they're the football team now. Uh, and we have an incredible D-line. Our original pick was Chase Young. Uh, but if I had to go back in time and if Justin Herbert were, were to be the number one overall pick, I would have probably taken uh, Joe Burrow with the number two overall pick. Mm. And uh, that would uh, also mean that Chase Young wouldn't be uh, in Washington. And here's why. So Washington has plenty of, of great defensive linemen. I could think of Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, uh, Tim Settle, guys that help make Washington a top three defense this year. Uh, Chase Young is obviously a big part of that, but I also think that, um, you know, that wasn't really a position of need at the time uh, for Washington. They just took Chase Young because he was the best available player. But what's the big story uh, going into this season? Obviously, Washington just won the division at seven and nine. What would they have loved to have had this season? Oh, it would have been a nice quarterback. Washington also had a top 10 offensive line. They had a borderline Pro Bowl receiver in Terry McLaurin. Uh, and a surprisingly great tight end in Logan Thomas. Um, Joe Burrow would have been an easy upgrade over what they had in Alex Smith, Kyle Allen, and Taylor Heineke, and especially the name that shall not be named, but I'll name it anyway, Dwayne Haskins. Um, Joe Burrow would have made total sense in Washington, and I think with the way the team was constructed at the time, uh, it would have also meant that uh, Washington – would still have gone to the playoffs and probably been a little bit better than the seven and nine record that got them in. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I chase young, obviously probably the best, best man on that D line, but I wouldn't say he carried that. D- I mean, they have other than him, they had Somebody, like two or three other first round picks on right. that. On and that at, at the end of the day, I, I like your pick. And mostly because as great as defensive ends can be, and as much as they can push the ticker, and as much as we like to, you know, talk about defense wins championships, no one affects a football team as much as a quarterback. And if you can lock up a franchise quarterback, you do it. it and it, it's it's a no question. Yeah, I'd say Joe Burrow is easily the right. second best quarterback in, a, in that draft as well. And they're in a tough position this year because they're picking 19th and they don't exactly have uh, a good pick at the cream of the crop of this year's quarterback list. So it would have been yeah. nice to jump on one of them last year. Right, Absolutely. So, I mean, if we're going Justin Herbert, one, Joe Burrow, two, I'm obviously, for the Lions, I'm taking Chase Young. Uh, Lions didn't pretty much had no defense this year. Uh, they haven't had a good defense in a long time. Um, if it had been straight chalk, you know, the same as this year, Joe Burrow and one, Chase Young, two, I would have taken Isaiah Simmons, three. I just don't think Jeff Okuda really uh, was much of a difference maker on the Lions team. But if Chase Young's available at number three, I'm absolutely taking him. I mean, could have easily um, – you know, him and Justin Jefferson could easily been an arguable for rookie of the year. Um, and you really can't pass up on 
Chase Young, uh, that level of talent and that size. So I think he'd be a difference maker on the line. So I'm taking him at number three, uh, which leads us to the number four pick. Back to you, Logan, as the New York Giants. All right. So uh, with the number four pick in the New York Giants, I'm taking Tristan Wirfs. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, a big deal. So, yeah, he's uh, offensive tackle, played right tackle for the Bucks. Uh, had a fantastic rookie year, rookie season. Um, honestly, if offensive line got more love, he probably would have been pushing for rookie of the year. Um, I think he had one penalty throughout the season, started every game. And, of course, I think he gave up one sack. One sack. Uh, so definitely, to me, has been the best – uh, offensive lineman in a fairly strong offensive line class um, coming out. So with the yeah, my pick would be Tristan Wirfs. Um, and the original pick there was Andrew Thomas, who is a left tackle and played okay in the played, played well in the run game. Um, but as far as the the passing game, I think he had several uh, a good number of penalties and also gave up a good number of sacks. So yeah, Tristan Wirfs. He'll is be the good pick. in a few years, but Tristan Wirfs, yeah, he's he's the best. Yeah. Uh, he's the best tackle in the draft class by far. We saw how he worked for Tampa Bay. I mean, you got to have a rock solid person on your offensive line, especially with an older quarterback like yeah. Tom got Brady. To and that's the big problem with the Giants. Uh, so, with the fifth pick, which I have, the Miami Dolphins picked fifth in the draft. And so, uh, it's crazy. We're already four for four in my, uh, when I did my redraft, mm. I had a outside Tristan Wirfs number four. Yeah. Uh, number five, I have the Miami Dolphins taking Justin Jefferson. Hmm. who went um, later on to the Minnesota Vikings. I think what you watch this year from the Dolphins, who took Tua uh, in the real draft, um, what they were missing on offense, their offense was fine, but what they were really missing was a true number one wide receiver. And uh, what Justin Jefferson showed you this year is that he's <laughs> he can step right in and be a number one wide receiver over Adam Thielen, replacing one of the best in the game in Stephon Diggs. Uh, he runs really good routes. He gets open beyond 20 yards. He has good hands. Um, and you can put him really anywhere on the field. And uh, he's a guy that can really take over when you need him to. And that's a receiver the Dolphins were really missing in 2020. Um, so as the Dolphins continue to look for their quarterback in the future, maybe it's Tua, maybe it's someone else. But assuming that this happened, Justin Jefferson would have been an excellent option for a gunslinger like Ryan Fitzpatrick and would have been an excellent building block uh, for the quarterback of the future mm -hmm. in Miami, whoever that would have been. And I don't think five uh, is too high for Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I think that's inappropriate. Yeah, this is tough because in my personal redraft, I had Justin Herbert going to the Dolphins at number five. Um, and obviously, I think the Dolphins – they obviously, you know, quarterback was their main focus coming into this year. But since they did have Ron Fitzpatrick, um, hmm. yeah, so, okay, well, so number six, I have the Chargers. Um, original pick was Justin Herbert. Um, considering what's on the board and what's left, I'm going to say the Chargers take C.D. Lamb oh. at number six. So they have Keenan Allen, who's, you know, tall guy, big guy. He's the most reliable receiver on that team. And then they have Michael Williams. Um, Michael Williams, right? Mike Williams. Yeah, Mike Williams. I mean, he's a reliable number two. He's a deep threat, but he's not, a, not as explosive and not much of a playmaker. 
Um, and if they had a solid, like, number two, like, C.D. Lamb, you know, small guy slot receiver, I think that could have been a huge difference maker for the Chargers, you know, open up the playbook a little bit. And uh, I think C.D. Lamb is definitely the best slot receiver in that draft class. So I'll take C.D. Lamb at number six. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think the Chargers would probably get screwed the most out of this entire redraft because they lose Justin Herbert. And right. the, the the position they need the most is a quarterback, but what's left of the quarterbacks I wouldn't take over um, – majority of the players so like mm-hmm. i'm not taking two at six I, I like that pick yeah i took jedrick wills at uh number six the left tackle for the browns would have been a nice building block on that <clears> defensive line right. if they had ended up keeping like a philip Rivers. yeah again they really did need a quarterback but i don't i i don't think currently i don't think two is the answer um or would have been the answer for the charges so i'm sticking with uh cb lamb uh but now we got number seven and that is the panthers all right, for the Panthers, I'm uh, I'm actually just going to go back to their original pick, uh, which was Derek Brown. Um, uh, you know, he was a he was a beast in the run game. He's a solid uh, force right there in the middle of the the defense. Uh, he only had one and a half sacks, I think. Uh, so that was a little disappointing from from what he potentially could have had. But he also had, uh, I think, if you look at his more advanced stats, he did have a lot of um, a lot of hurries. And uh, put some pressure on the quarterback from the middle of the the middle of the defense. So it's probably the best nose tackle him. in my draft. Yeah. So that's a I think it was a point of need for the Panthers. So I'll stick with him. Yeah, it's a good pick. Number eight. All right. If I were the Cardinals, I would have taken uh, according to what's on the board. Uh, left tackle uh, Jedrick Wills. You know, when he went to Cleveland this year, it filled a pretty big need for the Browns, who last year. Had Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, Kareem. They had everybody and a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield. And you thought, well, this team is easily like a Super Bowl team with all the weapons that they have and the young quarterback that they have. And they went out and went 6-10. and 10. So what was the big thing they were missing? Their offensive line was terrible. They went out and got Jedrick Wills, and all of a sudden they're 11-5 and five and in the playoffs. It really – Left tackle is the blindside tackle for the quarterback, unless you're Tua, of course. And it's really, in my opinion, arguably one of the top three most important positions in the NFL uh, on a specific team. I'd go quarterback, wide receiver, and then left tackle because you need to be protected. If you don't, you can't do anything if you don't have protection. And uh, whose pick is that? The Cardinals. Yeah, they got a young quarterback who likes to move around in the pocket. And if he's got good protection, like a Jedrick Wills who changed things for Cleveland, he would have changed things in Arizona. Um, so I would I would take Jedrick Wills at number eight. Okay. Um, number nine, we have the Jaguars. Um, so, hmm. so number nine, I would take – I'm going to take James Robinson at number nine. I know the Jaguars got him undrafted um, later on, First running but back I'm taking, board. I'm taking James Robinson number one. And here's why I think, first of all, volume, he, out of all the, out of all rookies, I think out of almost all running backs, he got more volume than anyone else uh, in the 2020 season. Um, he can run, he can run and catch, which is, you know, dual threat running back highly uh, uh, sought after in this league. And I think especially thinking about the 2021 draft or um, yeah, 2021 uh, thinking about who the Jaguars are going to get, obviously, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, the the big quarterback, big quarterbacks in this draft. I think 
any quarterback that they draft this year will be set up to succeed because of the fact that they have, you know, an established running game along with the receivers that they have already. Um, but I think James Robinson is a solid um, running back to go up with, you know, an elite quarterback. I think that'll be a, a good um, one-two punch for the Jaguars offense. Um, and I feel like if this was a redraft, a lot of people would be going after James Robinson in the first round. So I'm, I'm fine taking him at number nine here. Interesting. All right. Uh, so number 10, my pick is Cleveland. Uh, originally, they had Jedrick Wills, who Jacob snagged for the Cardinals. Um, but I think that that pick was huge for them, having that uh, left tackle who could protect Baker um, and get the running game going. So I'm going to go with another tackle, um, Mekki Becton. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct. Mekki Becton. Uh he was originally picked uh, one pick after Jedrick Wills by the Jets. Uh, he played pretty solid for the Jets. Um, I mean, it, it's tough to play for the Jets, let's just be honest. So it's kind of hard to get an evaluation. But he was one of the lone bright spots. He did have a few more penalties than you'd like to see, but he's a rookie. He's humongous, got some fantastic size and athletic ability. Uh, so I'm going to go with him and uh, hope that Cleveland develops him. Okay, uh, I have number 11, that's the Jets. Uh, to be honest, they need a lot. And the first thing I thought when I saw the Jets at 11 was I was surprised they were good enough the year before to pick outside the top 10. Uh, the Jets have a lot of needs. I would start on offense because uh, they will be getting a new quarterback this offseason. Um, so had they known that, and they had a young quarterback this season, this past season, I would have. I would go with Brandon Ayuk at number 11, and this is why I would – I mean, there's a lot of good receivers left on the board. Um, but the reason I would take Ayuk is because he is very much like a human joystick. He's a do-it-all type of wide receiver. Uh, the 49, He went to the 49ers originally. They used him all over the field. They used him on end arounds. Uh, they had him return punts for a little bit, and they also uh, threw short passes, deep passes, jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. You know, teams love that um, – especially teams that don't have anybody else to throw the ball to, although the Jets did have a couple of guys that were okay, like Jameson Crowder. Brandon Ayuk would have been good enough to get the uh, pressure a little bit off of him, and uh, I think he would have really changed the outlook of how quarterbacks look at the Jets this offseason if they had a legit number one or number two receiver to throw the ball to that's pretty high on a quarterback's wish list. Mm -hmm. And so with Brandon Ayuk, I think he's a guy that takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback, being open uh, – in the short passing game and also mm -hmm. being good to run the ball on like end of rounds and give a team good field position yeah, on special pretty, teams. Pretty dynamic. Uh, so number 12, I got the Raiders. Their original pick was Henry, Henry Ruggs here. I say considering the wide receivers that have gotten taken so far, uh, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, and Brandon Ayuk, I'm saying they take Chase Claypool at number 12. I like that pick. Uh, like instead that of Henry Ruggs. Chase Claypool, huge guy. He is a playmaker, if I had to sum him up in one word, uh, for the Steelers at least. He's deep threat, and he's one of the most reliable receivers in that receiving core as a rookie. Um, I just don't think Henry Ruggs was enough of a difference maker on the Raiders, and especially on that Raiders offense. It's pretty. It pretty much revolves around Darren Waller, and of course he's a beast, but it's hard to run an offense when you're dumping it off to your tight end every time, and you don't have a decent threat at wide receiver that defenders can respect. I think Chase Claypool would be the difference maker on that Raider offense, and it would definitely help uh, Derek Carr out a lot. So I'm taking Chase Claypool at number 12. Interesting. 
All right. I like that pick. Okay. So number 13, we go to the Buccaneers. Um, I think uh, 13. And about the 49ers had number 13. Uh, Uh, In the original draft, the Buccaneers traded uh, the 14th pick to the 49ers. We're going post trade. Yeah, post trade. Yeah. So in the real draft, um, the Bucks traded up one pick from the 49ers, and they took Tristan Wirfs, who's already off the board. Um, and so I'm going to go with another offensive tackle, um, Andrew Thomas, who was originally picked mm. fourth by the Giants. Um, I think that's a big let, a big step down from just the rookie campaigns between Tristan Wirfs and Andrew Thomas. But uh, the tackle is the position of need. You've got to have someone who can protect Tom Brady. Uh, and, um, so I'm just going to go with Andrew Thomas and, uh, put him in there. Okay. Then, so I guess I'm um, the 49ers and I thought, thought I was the Buccaneer, but I'm the 49ers at number 14. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a player. They ended up, no, never mind. That's the Bucks. If I'm the 49ers, I'm going to take Antoine Winfield Jr. Who ended up going to the Bucks, uh, mm-hmm. later on in the draft. Uh, I would say his father was a really good safety in the NFL, and he was on a Super Bowl winning team this year in Tampa Bay. So he kind of gets screwed here going from a Super Bowl team to a non-playoff team. But Antoine Winfield is good. He's really competitive. You saw how he reacted um, after the Tyree Kill uh, situation in the Super Bowl. Um, he's he's competitive. He's cocky. But, you know, you want that in a safety. You probably don't want that in a quarterback or a running back. But in a safety, I think that's a really good trait to have. He's also a ball hawk. He gets to the ball just like his dad used to be, um, and he's he's a guy you really want on your team. He's a guy I could really see. I mean, he was a rookie this year, but I could see him being a leader. And uh, the 49ers, who are already stacked on the defensive line, um, since they're getting pressure on the quarterback, it'd be good to have a ball hawk back in the secondary uh, to pick off some errant passes. So, um, And I think it's also good for someone in that locker room to be a leader, uh, especially with their defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, mm-hmm. about to leave. Uh, he was the clear leader there, so I would take Antoine Winfield at number 14. Number 14. Um, I got number 15, the Broncos. Uh, this pick just kind of came to me just now. I'm thinking I'm taking Tua at number 15 for the Broncos. Uh, number one, I don't think Drew Locke really is the answer. I think he's a good bridge from, you know, the old system to the new quarter, their, their new franchise quarterback. Um, I don't know if Tua is a franchise quarterback, but I think that's a great uh, system for him to be a part of. They got some young receivers. Uh, They have a decent run game, good defense. Um, I just think Tua really couldn't succeed as much in the Dolphins as much as he might on the Broncos, especially, you know, they're they're more of a winning franchise historically. Um, But, yeah, I just think Broncos could definitely use quarterback help. And if Tua is still on the board, you know, I feel like you might as well take a shot and take him. Um, originally they took Jerry Judy, but, um, yeah, I'd probably take Tua at number 15 for the Broncos. All right. So that, uh, that brings us to number 16, which is Atlanta. Uh, originally they took AJ Terrell, a court, a cornerback, uh, out of Clemson. I'm going to go with another cornerback, but I'm going to go with, uh, Jalen Johnson out of Utah, who was originally picked by the bears. Uh, I think he was probably the, the best performing cornerback out of this rookie class, uh, there was some big name guys like Jeff Okuda, who originally went third overall, um, who kind of had a disappointing rookie season. Uh, Jalen Johnson uh, played well; had 15 pass breaks up, breakups to lead all rookie cornerbacks. Um, so he's kind of a bruiser, kind of a bigger guy, bigger cornerback. Got some weight behind him, um, so I'm going to go with him. 
Okay. Um, also, I was going to take, if I had the Atlanta pick, I would have taken Tua there, actually. Hmm. Uh, learn for a year to be behind Matt Ryan. Yeah, that would have been good. Um, so I, have, I guess I have the wonderful task of picking for my beloved Dallas Cowboys. Um, <laughs> Just screw them over. Yeah. I would love to give him like a punter right here. <laughs> um, I'm going to go uh, seriously as a serious GM. I'd give him uh, defense or safety, Legereus Sneed. Mm-hmm. You probably haven't heard of, but you may have. He was a fourth round safety to the AFC winning Chiefs. Uh, this year he had three interceptions, two sacks, 41 combined tackles, and seven pass deflections. Look, anything defensively. The Cowboys need it. They're fine on offense. They originally picked C.D. Lamb, even though they didn't need to pick anybody on offense because they already had plenty of talent. They need to focus on defense because they gave up the most points and yards I've ever seen last season. Uh, They were on pace by, like, their bye week to get the most yards in NFL history and uh, or the most points, one of the two. And, uh, I mean, defensive – I mean, coaching on the defensive side was was a real weak spot for the Cowboys, but they needed personnel really bad. Uh, They have a couple of flashy players on that defense, but they're old and they're a bit overpaid. Having an underpaid rookie like Legereus Sneed on the back end would have really helped this team uh, last season. So we got 18. I'm the Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to take this guy because he is still available, and I don't know how how much longer he's going to be available. I'm taking Jonathan Taylor for the Dolphins, number 18. Probably at that, at least the top three running back in his draft class. Um, he proved to be uh, very reliable, you know, on short yardage and in the past game for the Colts this season. Um, I think the Dolphins need a, you know, an, uh, an all-star running back. Um, they're kind of lacking in that department to, you know, help out Ryan Fitzpatrick if they didn't have two, obviously. Um, and he's just a beast and he's going to continue to be the beast. And if he's on the board, I'm going to take him. Um, because he's proven himself. So I'm taking Jonathan Taylor at 18. Nice. All right. So that puts me at pick 19, which let me get back. Uh, The Raiders. Raiders. Um, So Raiders earlier picked uh, in this draft uh, Chase Claypool. So originally they took Henry Ruggs, but they still get a receiver in Chase Claypool. So I'm going to move over to the uh, defensive side of the ball and pick Patrick Queen, Mm. uh, who originally went to the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Patrick Queen was a beast uh, as as a linebacker. He was everywhere in the run game. Uh, He's also uber athletic, can uh, can cover uh, in in, uh, situations where he needs to. And so I'm going to go with Patrick Queen. Okay. I have the Jaguars at 20. Uh, I'm going to take Jeremy Chin. Hmm, that's a good one. From the uh, – well, he was originally a second-round pick by the Panthers. He's a safety. He actually led the NFL in uh, fumble return touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, had an interception, two forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and a sack, two defensive touchdowns, um, and five pass deflections. I think the Jaguars, as they now – Knowing what we know now, they ended up going 1-15, and and now they're going to be in a prime position to get Trevor Lawrence. It would be nice to have a guy on the back end that can at least put the fear uh, into an opposing defense. And I think Jeremy Chins is really good uh, with the ball in the air. Uh, I think he, he's not really a cover safety as much as he's a guy that can just hang right in the middle of the field. He can pop guys. He can 
uh, pop the ball out, kind of like Charles Tillman or uh, Josh Norman. I think those are my two best comparisons for Chin, and they're not bad. I mean, they're former All-Pro players. Um, I think the Jaguars would have done good to have a guy like that in their secondary um, as a building block for the future. I know I use the word building block a lot, but, um, yeah, I would definitely consider Jeremy Chin at 20. Yeah, I think he's a steal at 20. Um, so I'm at 21. I have the Eagles and I think I'll do the Eagles a favor and finally draft a good receiver, at least the best receiver that's left. Um, I'm kind of torn between T Higgins and Jerry Judy. Um, I think, I think I'll go with uh, T Higgins in the end at number 21. Um, I guess he was just more of a reliable target than Judy. What? I mean, Judy's one of the best route runners in the NFL, but, um, I don't know. I feel like long-term T Higgins uh, might be pretty dynamic in the future. He's fast. Um, and yeah, I guess it, it's kind of a coin toss between T Higgins or Judy. And I feel like for the Eagles, I got to give them a receiver. Uh, hindsight's 2020. Uh, but um, instead of, they originally had Jalen Rager who was good, but not as much of a difference maker as these other two. So I'll take T Higgins at 21 for the Eagles. And then moving to 22 for the Vikings, uh, who originally had Justin Jefferson. I'm going to go with another receiver, and I'm going to go with Jerry Judy for that pick. Um, I don't. He definitely didn't have the rookie campaign that many were hoping for, although I do think maybe a large part of that was quarterback inconsistency lot. for the Broncos. Um, they just had a, a kind of a throwaway season. Um, so I think Jerry Judy could come in play opposite of Adam Thielen, just kind of like Justin Jefferson did. And with Kirk Cousins under center, I think he'll have a, a solid uh, solid career. Mm. Okay. I like that. So I got 23. That's the Patriots. I'm going to – Wait, are we going – if we're going post-trade, is it the Chargers? It's the Chargers post-trade. Okay. Yeah. Well, Not change. to throw you off. It does change them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Chargers um... – Changes <laughs> uh, I would go with – Antonio Gibson hmm. at yeah. 23 for the Chargers. I know they have Austin Eckler, but he's not really a three-down back. He's more of a Danny Woodhead type of player, if anybody mm-hmm. out there remembers him. Yeah, um, we remember Danny. Yeah. Danny Woodhead. <laughs> Represent <laughs> the white folk. <laughs> yeah, Eckler catches like 10 to 12 Before Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, so I would guess um, Antonio Gibson's a guy you could give like 20, 25 carries to, um, and he could be an efficient guy. He can catch passes too. And uh, whoever's playing quarterback for the Chargers, because it won't be Justin Herbert based on our uh, draft board, uh, would be lucky to have a guy like him. He's a very versatile uh, three-down back. Hmm. Okay. So I got um, 20 – what do we got, 21? 24. 24, 24. sorry. Yeah. Um, so originally the Saints took Cesar Ruiz at center. Uh, not a bad pick. But I think a lot of people underestimate the fact that the Saints needed receiver help this year. Uh, especially with Drew Brees, you know, he wasn't able to throw the ball downfield as well as he wa- used to. And, you know, Michael That's Thomas, <laughs> we, yeah, we have video proof. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we, I mean, Michael Thomas was out for like most of the season and he was their reliable, you know, sl- you know, slant guy. Um, but I think LaVisca Chennault, out of all the receivers left, I think he would be the most dynamic and, him paired with, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, um, I think would be a good one-two punch, especially with Michael Thomas out. And when Michael Thomas came back, I think they'd have a great receiver core, receiving core, uh, especially for the short intermediate routes. They didn't really have anybody, you know, that could go deep downfield, but they didn't really need it because, you know, Drew Brees 
lack of arm strength in this point of his career. So uh, we mentioned that Drew Brees has a lack of arm strength. He's forty-one. He's forty-one. He's terrible. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Lavisca Chenault at number twenty-four. All right. The Saints. Uh, so that brings us to pick twenty-five with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. and I'm gonna go with Henry Ruggs. Uh, they originally had Brandon Ayuk, who's off the board at this point, but I still think they need wide receiver help at this point in the draft. Um, I think Debo Samuel is like their only reliable uh, weapon on the outside right now. So I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs, who can still take the lid off the top of the defense because he can absolutely burn it, although he was kind of disappointing for the Raiders. I still think he uh, has a good chance to be a good receiver in the NFL. So hopefully he'll be able to open things up for the 49ers. Like that. So am I straight in that the Packers have the 26th pick? Yes. Correct. Are you sticking with your Jordan, Jordan Love? Love. Yeah, so I'm going to stick with Jordan. No, uh, I'm going to – so the biggest need, in my opinion, this past season for the Packers, they had Devontae Adams, who was a great wide receiver and everything. And I know we've taken wide receivers in four of the last five picks. Uh, but I'm going to pick one more. I'm going to take Gabriel Davis with the 26th hmm. overall pick. Um my opinion is better than LaVisca Chenault and Henry Ruggs. Here's why. 35 catches, 599 yards, seven touchdowns a year ago with Josh Allen. Now you may think, well, Josh Allen's like he, he finished second in the NFL MVP voting. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So wouldn't that have, you know, it, it doesn't that make a player that much better? And I will say maybe, but Gabriel Davis would instead be going to the only quarterback who played better this season in Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Uh He'd be an excellent number two. He wouldn't have to step right into an alpha male number one receiver uh, type. He would be able to be – he's a speedster. He's a burner. He's, he runs great routes, uh, and he'd be a great guy to uh, sort of take the load off Devontae Adams a little bit. So I like Davis at 20. Okay. Uh, six. Yeah, 27. So 27, the Seahawks. Uh, the original cho- uh, choice was Jordan Brooks. I think most people will agree. The Seahawks. <laughs> I think I think both people agree the Seahawks' number one struggle this season was the cornerback position. Their defense was abysmal compared to what we've known it as for the last like decade. And I think the best cornerback in the draft this year was Cameron Dantzler, and I think they'll take him at number 27. Um, again, they just got burned on pretty much every um, passing play on defense, and they definitely needed cornerback help. Um, I think Dantzler would be the best cornerback uh, for their team and the best cornerback in the draft. So I'm taking Dantzler at number 27 for the Seahawks. All right, so that brings us to number 28, uh, which is the Ravens. And originally they had Patrick Queen, which turned out to be a fantastic <clears throat> pick. So I'm going to go with another linebacker, uh, someone who's really fallen down the draft board here as we've gone on our wide receiver rant, and that's Isaiah Simmons, um, who was originally picked by the Cardinals. He turned out to be a little bit disappointing, I think, from what most people uh, suspected he would be. Uh, he kind of didn't have a clearly defined role, but when he comes into a Ravens defense that uh, is already well-established, one of the best defenses in the NFL, I think he, he picks it up and, and has a great season. So I'm going to go with – and plus just his raw talent. So I'm going Isaiah Simmons with, for the Ravens. Yeah, that's a great pick. Honestly, just real quick, if uh, Chase Young hadn't gotten taken – or if Chase Young hadn't been available at number three, I would have taken Isaiah Simmons at number three. But because of all the team needs, <laughs> I, he ended up falling. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, at number 29, the Titans. Uh, I'm going to take Cam Akers to solve their running back issue. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> they need uh, a smaller guy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, at 29, I'm going to take Alex Highsmith. Yeah, ended up good. going to the Steelers uh, in the third round, uh, but he's still available, so I'll take him. The Titans had, along with Seattle, 
the worst pass rush of any of the playoff teams. So you could you had all day to throw. You were completely comfortable behind uh, Tennessee's defensive line. Alex Highsmith was a difference maker. He had 48 tackles, two sacks, six quarterback hits, five tackles for losses, and one interception and a pass deflection. Look, he's a guy – I think he's, he's a defensive lineman, but I think he's an athletic defensive lineman where he, you don't just plug the run with him. He's a guy that you could also uh, rush the passer and uh, maybe uh, run some coverages against running backs and if you still have a fullback. Um, and I really wanted to take a fullback here at 29, but there weren't any uh, that came mm. out this year, so I'm going to have to take Alex Eisman. Yeah, you got to settle for what you get. Yeah. Uh, so we are at number 30, the Dolphins, their third – first round pick of the draft um their running back problems have been solved based on uh who did i did i take i took jonathan taylor earlier for the dolphins so uh man i'm getting like all the dolphins picks i would say i'd say they had a great defense they could have i guess they could have improved their secondary i mean they had great safeties um so i would take um for helping the defense i would take um cj henderson at cornerback uh, probably the next best cornerback, uh, in my opinion, aside from, um, sorry, uh, Cameron Dantzler. So for the Dolphins, uh, yeah, I guess if anything, they could need help in the secondary. I mean, they have receivers, they have a running back, they would have Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. So um, considering what's left, yeah, I I will um, I'll go with C.J. Henderson at number thirty. All right, so that brings us to uh, pick uh, 31 of Minnesota. Um, they originally took Jeff Gladney, a cornerback, uh, who was a little disappointing, I think, overall uh, as a, as a first-rounder. Um, and so I'm going to go with a cornerback who was originally picked much higher, who's fallen all the way down, and that's Jeff Okuda. Uh, he, wa- he also was a little bit disappointing from, I think, like – Coming out of college, he was basically assigned the best cornerback since Jalen Ramsey uh, kind of uh, tag. And so he kind of disappointed to that standard. But I think he still had a decent rookie campaign. And just based on his fundamentals and his size, I think he'll be a great cornerback if he works it all out. So going Jeff Okuda. And number 32. Oh, I got the last pick. Mr. Irrelevant. (laughs) Uh, Because there is only one round of the draft, as you know. Right. Um, we're not going through all the rounds. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to take <laughs> 32. The Chiefs probably really needed. So they took Clyde Edwards Hilaire with the uh, 32nd pick, which is a good pick because they needed to address running back, the only mm-hmm. weakness on their offense. So I'm going to stay in that light and take Cam Akers, mm-hmm. actually, this time. Okay. Um, Cam Akers wasn't great. Uh, I don't think he's as good as Jonathan Taylor, Antonio Gibson or James Robinson, but I think he is still good enough as a at least a two-down back. The Chiefs are not a, a pass-first offense. Patrick Mahomes throws the ball 40, 45 times a game, so you need a running back that can probably get 15 carries for you. And Kim Akers is a guy that can do that. I'm not sure if he's a if he can do like 25, 30, but if you need a guy to spell the passing game a little bit like Cam Akers, I think he makes the most sense in the 32 Kansas City. Yeah. My uh, my personal redraft, I actually had J.K. Dobbins going 32. I think you can't go wrong with either one. Yeah. Um, and then you also had DeAndre Swift. So the Chiefs would have had it's a, a great run back of options. Yeah. yeah. And just, you know, for fricks and giggles, um, Bengals, I, since, you know, I don't have 
Oh, yeah, you don't have that. Uh, if the Bengals had to take first pick of the second round, I'm going to go with Antonio Gandy-Golden. So, <laughs> of course, if he's still on the board, I'm going to take it. And then Washington, number 33, uh, uh, 34, takes Ben DiNucci. <laughs> and, of course, they're probably set for a Super Bowl dynasty. All right, so uh, so that concludes our draft. Uh, let's just run through run our picks. Through let's just, I'll, I'll just pop them all. So this is quick. one through thir- 32 real quick. In case right you here. only skipped right to the end. Just, right, just here, Gandy Golden. Y'all, y'all keep me on track with the team. Okay. So uh, we had number one, we had the Cincinnati Bengals take Justin Herbert. Number two, we had Washington Redskins take Joe Burrow. Number three, we had Detroit Lions take Chase Young. Number four, we had the New York Giants take Tristan Wirfs. Number five, we had the Miami Dolphins take Justin Jefferson. Number six, uh, number six was the six was the Chargers. Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers take Ceedee Lamb. Number seven, the Carolina Derek Panthers Derek. take Derek Brown. Number eight, the Arizona Cardinals take Jedrick Wills. Uh, number nine, the Jacksonville Jaguars take James Robinson. Number ten, the Cleveland Browns take uh, McKee. Becton is Mackay. Come on, that's your guy too. I know. Okay. All right. All right. Number eleven. Uh, number. Sorry. Number twelve. Uh, the Raiders take uh Brandon. Wait. Ayuk. Am I? No. No. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Number eleven. The Jets take Brandon Ayuk. Number twelve. The Raiders take Chase Claypool. Number thirteen. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Andrew Thomas. Uh, number fourteen. The Forty ers take Antoine Winfield Jr. Number fifteen. The Denver Broncos take Tua Tagovailoa. Tag, tag, right, there we go. Uh, <laughs> number, nice six, num- <laughs> number 16, the read, Atlanta so. Falcons take Jalen Johnson. Number uh, 17, Cowboys. the Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys take Legereus Sneed. Number 18, the Miami Dolphins take Jonathan Taylor. Number 19, the Raiders, Raiders take Patrick Queen. Number 20, the Jaguars, Jaguars take Jeremy Chin. Number 21, the Eagles take T. Higgins. Number 22, the Vikings take Jerry Judy. Uh, number 23, the Chargers take Antonio Gibson. Number 24, the Saints take LaVisca Chenault. Uh, number 25, uh, the 49ers take Henry Ruggs. 26, the Green Bay Packers take Gabriel Davis. Jordan uh, Jordan. <laughs> uh, or Jordan Love. Whichever one. But he may fall to 32. Uh, the question is, does does Aaron Rodgers win MVP without Jordan Love no. as the motivator? <laughs> motivation. Well, All, right. Draft him anyway. All right. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Seahawks. 27 uh, is the Seahawks with Cameron Dantzler. Number 28 is the Baltimore Ravens with Isaiah Simmons. Number 20. Uh, 29 is the Tennessee Titans with Alex Highsmith. Uh Number 30 is the Miami Dolphins with C.J. Henderson. 31 is the Minnesota Vikings with Jeff Akuda. Number 32 is the Kansas City Chiefs with Cam Akers. And then number 33, first pick of the second round, is the and Cincinnati Bengals right. with Antonio Gandy-Golden, their Golden. new number one for Justin Herbert. And that is the official. And so that Unless is the, the Seahawks trade up with that pick to take Ben to New yeah, of course, that could change everything. Right. So that is the official uh, redraft of Two Guys and a Penguin, uh, uh, co-hosted with uh, Jacob Valier of Jadava. Go ahead and check it out anywhere you get your podcast, Jadava. Mm-hmm. And that will do it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, we'll probably be continuing our GOAT mini series sometime soon. Yes, we'll pick that back up. Uh, we'll pick that back up sometime this week. 
But uh, until then, until then, Jake, if you want to join us, until then, yeah, penguins can't, can't fly, fly and neither can we. Sorry. You're listening to.